Gentlemen. Yes. Hit record. Okay, are we doing all four tonight? Yes. Is that what we're doing? Yes, we are. Oh, yes. It's catch-up night. I'm 20 ready. minutes each at most. We do Medicine Man first. Yep. Oh, shit. I love to hear that. Because <laughs> I got <laughs> in this shit. Robert Campbell has gone deep into the Amazon rainforest, into a world of astonishing beauty, a land of ancient mystery, where he's made an amazing discovery. What is it you think you've got? I don't think. I know. You found the cure for cancer, and all you can say is, I know? There's just one problem. You did what? I've lost Haven't you ever lost anything to pass your car keys? Well, it's rather like that. Now you have it, now you don't. A miracle without proof is only a miracle. Now, they must rediscover that miracle. None of the new samples work. Before it all disappears. We need help. Don't you presume to tell me how to follow up. Now you move your road through here, and we've lost it. Hollywood Pictures presents Sean Connery and Lorraine Bracco in a John McTiernan film, Medicine Man. He turned his back on civilization. Now I understand why you don't want to leave. Only to discover he had the power to save it. They obviously worship you. It's the other way around. I, I go by your stuff, so Wayne's World is 7A, Michael. A comes before B, so I had all my notes up for. Oh, so now I got to redo this whole setup. It looks like English is your first. <laughs> a before B, nice. I uh, I'm just amazed that I was looking at any documents. As confused as he is about the schedule or what he's supposed to watch <laughs> at what time. These moving pictures. <laughs> all right. Uh. Just jump, since we're doing Medicine Man, just jump into the fucking pan flutes and the oh. thongs. And the oh, this is a professional uh, show we've never. got here. Yeah, let's let's go with some numbers. Uh, Medicine Man was number one, the box office, over Final Analysis, which Jared came representing at the start of this recording, and I kind of wish we could go back to. Um, <laughs> I didn't see what the final tally was. Do you have that in front of you, Jude? Since we're professionals here, and we would never make racist commentary oh. on any movie podcast. Oh yeah, you know I would definitely do that. Just uh, hold on one moment here. <laughs> He's moving all of his racist jokes to the side. <laughs> uh, looks like it made forty-five million dollars in the United States. Has a nice eighteen percent on the tomatoometer, and forty-six percent of the audience uh, liked it. So this was a flop. It's a budget of forty mm-hmm. million. Hiro was it forty million? It's a flop God even in two. Well, I mean, it made. What'd you say? Forty six, Jared. Budget of forty. Forty five. Forty five. I didn't know I had a budget of four. I guess <laughs> lifting their asses up in the trees cost quite a bit. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> forty million. Go ahead, Hiro. Uh, defend yourself. How many times did you uh, did you see this? This is one of those movies that I had on tape 
like the remember we talked about how I was recording things and on like four movies per disc or per uh, cassette. The uh, Medicine Man was on heavy rotation, but it's been a very long time since I've seen it, so it was very very new to me. I mean, I, I got the premise. I remember the ants and the sugar and all that bullshit. But the second the thongs come on, I'm like, oh, wait, I the thongs know this is. on. This... Uh... Lovely Sir Sean Connery, or would it be the uh, the natives? <laughs> Not here? lucky enough for that. <laughs> a lot of uh, it would be a lot of my countrymen, my former countrymen. A lot of juice style butts here on display is what I was most shocked about. Very flat. That's one of my notes. I I figured this is right in uh, Jared's wheelhouse, right? Well, I can brown tell ball, you, brown. it definitely wasn't in Brazil. I know that. <laughs> Wherever this was, it was not in Brazil. The asses are much better there. How do you know this, Jerry? Have you been to Brazil? Yeah. Huh? What? How do you know you this? You ever heard of the Brazilian butt lift? But how do you how do you know? No. I'm an experienced pervert. <laughs> of course I'm going to know these things. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say soccer or something. Like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, Oh yeah. You have to have fantastic glutes to get up and down that <laughs> football field. <laughs> I believe it's called the pitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to hold off on my joke of saying that I thought I saw you in this film, but no, you earned that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for the avalanche to come down. (laughs) Now you understand whenever I texted and said, I know exactly why Mike picked this movie. (laughs) Pan flutes for 30 minutes. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, um, it was uh, the cuffs rule is what I'm going to call it. I wanted to get bank one extra movie a month. In case I deem one of the episodes to suck ass, and if you've listened to the cuffs episode, you know you know of what I speak. And I'm like, oh, how did we mess up on this one? Oh yeah, Kim Basinger, Uma Thurman, erotic thriller. That that's why I skipped it. Oh, hello there. This is Tangible Teddy. You don't know me yet, but you do know about my bathing. The reason you are hearing my voice now is that I was on an episode of White Sands that was to premiere next week. Sadly, it will not. The movie was bad, and I spent most of my time doing an impression of Dave, aka, Hey Bobby! Here's a clip of that impression. I See, I, just, I think that's just Criterion trying to stay relevant. They were never relevant. It's, it's a cash grab anyway for people like Dave. <laughs> hey Bobby! <laughs> Oh, look at me. I have the Criterion Collection. It's uh, it's $60 million to have this on my shelf. <laughs> I have to do the hands. I've got to do the hands. <laughs> it's a Criterion Collection. It's it's uh, it's it's so beautiful. It cost $60 million. Look at the shelf that I have with all of the movies. Yeah, you love it. Look at my closet. Come in here and hide with me. We spaghetti. That's all of the episode you need to hear, but don't worry. I'll be back next week on this very podcast, discussing the film Deep Cover, and just what exactly a brown shower is. For now, here's a very special Sober Cinema episode that could have premiered in February, but instead is here to celebrate Earth Day, the most important day of the year. Uh, I was I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I, was, I just wrapped up The Sopranos again, which Jared is aware of. I've been texting him, and to see Dr. Melfi here... Just totally shit the bed. Like she is awful. Miserable. <laughs> just, I, I, I think what they're trying to go for is, uh, and Hiro, I'll go back more to your youth, I guess. Um, 
Is it the uh, is it Romancing the Stone? Is that Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas? That is Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. And don't forget Danny DeVito. I feel like they're going for that something where there's the, you know the banter and the play or uh, Indiana Jones and any of his uh, various you know uh, femme fatales or uh, allies in the this uh, this type of setting. I I don't get it at all. I'm not saying Sean Connery is particularly good. He's just kind of bland Sean Connery. But I feel like they're going for something where it's like, man, these two just hate each other so much. I wonder if they're going to fuck. I never thought that at all. I never once wanted to see it. <laughs> As often, I mean, she asks for a bath a lot of times. We do get to like a nude swimming sequence. Yeah. There's nothing titillating and there's no desire for me to want to see Sir Sean Connery bang Dr. Melfi here at all. I just wanted it to be over. I was actually kind of surprised. I completely thought, or maybe I misremembered, that something goes on between them, and I was let down by this. I wanted to see. Uh, oh, you, you know, wanted to Dr. see Melfi? It? Yeah, why not? I think you're speaking more out of boredom than like there's actual chemistry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's got to be something going on in this movie. <laughs> I I didn't take notes. I should have, but I I think it's the last twenty minutes before they actually. I don't know, are attacked by the, the big nemesis, you know, the, the, the what lumber company that just wants to bulldoze through, set fire to things in the rainforest. I just want to just wanna build a road, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. doing our job. Very much. Imagine being a manual laborer out there and some old dude, get off of my land. <laughs> I'm here to whip ash. <laughs> I'm looking for ants to <laughs> cure <laughs> cancer, my God. Like, just... <laughs> A nut job. And do those ants only grow in the width of the the, the fucking mm-hmm. road that's being built? Like, how much of the Amazon are you destroying for a road, right? So, like, the ants aren't 50 feet that way oh, or 100 only, feet in the other direction? There's only 10 it's, trillion ants on the planet Earth. They need that particular square mile very, of Very ants. high society ants, Jared. They just stay in that very oh, narrow, yeah. um, you know, the upper, upper elite class of the ant colony. Well, they're not... I like how we've gone full bad guys from Captain Planet. And I'm just like, ah, burn the rainforest. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck those ants. Fuck cancer. Couldn't have contaminated my sample when I was drunk and stumbling around. <laughs> okay, that's a good point, Jared. It's like, okay, yeah, he he maybe can cure cancer, but is this scientist, is this world-renowned man of the jungle that's going to find this this cure? You can't remember. He's he's kind of like Hiro trying to schedule like a podcast recording. He, the oh, dates and times and no. papers are mixed up. Like <laughs> what's going? On? He can't. And he, very simple questions like, "Oh, how did you do that? Did you uh, go through this process? Did you double check this?" He's like, "Yeah." He just it's like uh the the old guys uh, arguing with Brad Pitt and Moneyball. It's like ah, I just gotta feel it. You know, I just gotta I just gotta go out there and have, instinctually <laughs> I'll find the ants. It makes it hard to root for. Isn't that how Joe Rogan treats uh, COVID? Uh, well, I know, I know he threw a lot of money at it when he had <laughs> COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only the best. Uh, for a man who's uh, anti-vax, he sure put a lot of shit in his body when he uh, he thought it was, uh, you know, ripping and running oh, through his system. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this, is, uh, this is kind of like a less absurd Dr. Moreau. I thought the premise would provide <laughs> us a lot of material, but it's mainly a... Not uh, really. Like a kind of an old married couple just nagging each other, and then uh, Sean yeah. Connery must have really been into the uh, uh, the sort of like watch me climb. I'm gonna climb this tree here because there's so many sequences where he gets to show off the fact that he can rappel down the rainforest. <laughs> I did like that. There's a, a short uh, uh, witch doctor. 
that fights him with a stick. But it <laughs> love that. It doesn't go to the extreme. Did I you notice the witch doctor's height? By the way, did you notice? Because I know we talked about uh, the, the average <laughs> Tall, height in Peru. Tallest man in the country. <laughs> Here comes yeah, cream. I, I, yeah, there it is. <laughs> exactly. There I am, baby, just towering over those little diminutive Lilliputians. Uh, it was sky hook out. It, I, I found myself um, not hating it, but not really like <laughs> I couldn't believe that this is the conclusion that we got. It was just bland all the way through. Like I, it's not like hate bland or hate bad. It's just I don't know. Doctor Melfi does break up with her uh, boyfriend, though, right? Yeah, because she's yeah, going for that old Scottish ding dong. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's because she gets a face tattoo, and he lets her know that hey, that's not going to come <laughs> off. So she's just got to go native. <laughs> she can't go that part. <laughs> It's not coming off. <laughs> She's like Mike Tyson out there with that fucking shit on her face. Jared, would you, if you're out there in the jungle, Jared, mm-hmm. and uh, are you going to drink that uh, drink that they're making? Do you see how that drink, that cocktail is made? I'm going to, I'm going to. Usually, I'm I'm good for drinking any sort of alcohol. I think um, I'm famously known <laughs> with Mike and our group of friends. And when I get sauced enough, I will go up and down the bar and start drinking people's drinks that have left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. I know. Even so, like uh, the saliva being spit back into the jug, I just I can't mm. I can't do it. You I, you would you could and you would. <laughs> if I was drunk first, yes. maybe. <laughs> I, I just can't see myself in any scenario. I mean, I love I love a little cocktail or two here and there. If there's that many tits out, I might have to <laughs> go ahead and get a little sauced. Now I got this mental picture of Jared in the fucking jungle with all the thong ladies or whatever, like trying to hand out whatever their well, currency is. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to be approved. Some of them could get it. I mean, not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> What's the percentage, Jared? Uh, one in four probably because there were some rough ones. <laughs> what about after you steal all the the spit drinks? You've doubled up, you double the odds. Yeah, boost up, boost those numbers, baby. Yeah, we're looking. Jared at two starts or... ignoring the the sins of gravity. Mm, how many the... childrens you got? <laughs> that determines how attracted to you I am. Do either one of you, uh, kind of on that note, of course we would go there. Mm. Believe that Connery would be offended by a woman being sent to the jungle as his assistant. Given his Sean Connery uh, himself, probably he out there <laughs> slapping him. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good point. Golf with with men than women. Years ago, you did an interview, which may come back to haunt you. What you know what I'm going to say, right? No. Okay, you did an interview in which you said, uh, "Not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then." As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No, not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. I don't think, think it's bad. It must, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. Well, what would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, they, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the laugh, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. Then I think it's absolutely right. 
to give her a good slap. Yeah, absolutely. What if she gives you a good slap back? Well, then you get into another area. I mean, uh, then maybe she's getting to like it, and then it becomes something else. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, seriously, I think that uh, it's the last resort. He's not going to do it because he wants to do it. Huh? Wait till people see this interview. Are you going to get mail? Might get some female. <laughs> I say, given his acting um, resume, you would expect it to be like, oh, I got a woman assistant. Fantastic. It's complete opposite. I'm assuming you're referencing he goes the full uh, Louis C.K. on them. Is that what you're saying, Jared? Yeah. Just goes full oh. Louis C.K. There's nowhere to run. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to this. Ah, <laughs> uh, you knew it was going to happen, Mike. You knew we were going to do impressions at some point. I, I was about to throw uh, Mr. Connery under the bus uh, from Hyros reference that uh, mm. Barbara Walters clip, uh, which I've only seen on. YouTube. I'm sure Hyra was watching it live in the late 80s or whatever, like <laughs> breaking news. Many times. Uh, Sean Connery refused to uh, to cow to uh, Miss Walters when she's like, hey, you know, you said that you uh, you like to slap women uh, on occasion. Uh, do you uh, regret saying that? <laughs> He's just stone-faced like, nope. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he said something to the effect of if she deserved it or whatever. Like, she was asking for it. You know. She was she, she was okay. giving him the room to to backpedal, and he's like, right. "What? Uh, that was the, that was the Kevin Hart uh, Oscar hosting apology, which I always loved. When he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that apology. I'm good. <laughs> Not get nah. one for me." Uh, Roger Ebert gave it 1.5 out of four stars and wrote, "All the elements are here for a movie I would probably enjoy very much, but they somehow never come together." And if this had been some dumb adventure movie, it probably would have been terrific. The film is called Medicine Man, and this is a real disaster. It stars Sean Connery as a biochemist who has discovered a cure for cancer in the Brazilian rainforest, and Lorraine Bracco as the feisty head of the foundation that underwrites his work. She goes to South America to check up on Connery, who's been living in the jungle for six years. And to make this serious material palatable for a mass audience, the filmmakers have decided to make them a quarreling movie couple, like when they first spot each other in the jungle. This is from Ornega. How about a place to sleep? Ornega? You're from Ashton. He sent you? I tell you, they sent a girl. They sent a girl? Yes. <laughs> I'm not a girl. The hell you're not. I'm your research assistant. The hell you are. Why is she so instantly angry? It makes no sense. The script does... Bracco no favors as she maintains her aggression constantly in the picture, as in this scene where Connery tells her he must prove his mettle by fighting the local medicine man. He's three feet tall, for sake. You wanted to pick his brains? Not off the sidewalk. The only time medicine man works is when Connery and Bracco's feuding is dwarfed by the natural landscape. The tall trees, which may contain the cancer cure, make everyone still and quiet. I really like those moments with the pulleys and moving up and down in the trees, but then it's quickly back to earth and back to the banter as Medicine Man turns into a would-be romancing the stone with its quarreling uh -huh. couple. Medicine Man also illustrates another persistent problem in the way women are treated in the movies. We get these accomplished woman characters now. Here we have a biochemist. Okay. She's not just the daughter of the neighboring uh, explorer around, <laughs> you know, like we, in the old Tarzan pictures. 
But then what happens? She turns into a standard female ninny when she's faced with a real man, Connery, and that's offensive, too. You know, there was one other thing that made me angry, and I agree with everything you said up until this point, and that is that the crucial clue for this anti-cancer serum, which is totally missed by Connery and by Bracco, is completely obvious to the audience the first time it's introduced, and then later on, the second time it's introduced, and these scientists out there in the jungle, these Nobel biochemists, are busy trying to figure out something that everybody in the audience has known for half an hour. It's really, it's so obvious, it's frustrating. Well, that's because you're watching it as a movie, and, the, and, and, to, and they're in the... If yeah, you but that's their excuse. What's I, the filmmaker's excuse? Well, right. Since the filmmaker is going to make it clear okay. to... At first, and I don't want to give away the plot, right. but the fact is, if you're writing this script, wouldn't you have scientists bright enough to realize that they may not have isolated the precise okay. ingredient right. that they needed? You're just picking on a small well, thing. Well, but if you sit for half an hour saying, how okay. stupid can they get, that's not okay. small. I'm just saying, why? Her character is... Yeah, well, Lorraine right Bracco you're has right. been yeah. good in so many different mm -hmm. pictures. Why do this to her? And, of course, she should insist not to read those kinds of lines. Okay. Well, it probably sounded like the kind of movie that had all kinds of neat elements in it. That's, you know, uh, it attracted me as an idea, just not as a movie. Coming up next, final analysis with Richard Gere as a psychiatrist involved with two sisters whose therapy may prove deadly. Doesn't feel right. Do you always try to talk to Even the Ebert review is fucking bland. It's lazy. <laughs> it's like, it's about as lazy as the movie. It's like, eh, it could have yeah. been good, but it's not. <laughs> it's like, all right. How many, it. How, how many movies can you say that about? <laughs> I would have liked it if it was better. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Thanks, Ebert. <laughs> Phone it again. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has a few of those, man. It's not every day you get to see a performance as bad as Lorraine Bracco's Medicine Man, says Owen Gleiberman. Do you take her seriously as a doctor? There's something about With, her accent that, yeah. and the way her shrill voice is that doesn't really lend it to being... And, you know, that's... Uh, uh, as someone from the South, I understand. <laughs> Hiro, were they like... Really trying to catch some of that Goodfellas heat, they were like lean into that accent more. Lean into that, like they they bring. Like he calls her uh, Bronx, right? And that the nickname. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's the weird thing is like in Sopranos, which you ju just mm -hmm. talked about. I believe her as a yeah. as a uh, as mm -hmm. a shrink, right? But here, in doing real science. Not that pseudo no. science <laughs> shit. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> hey, Bobby. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Usually, this is where you hear On the Couch with Dave, but we have kind of an extra special mini little episode here because I have been informed that I've been called out, that I've been challenged by one tangible Teddy who somehow got the stones to come for me. I I'm still kind of a little surprised by it. I mean, usually he's just... I don't know, jerking off in the shower and somehow fucking that up too, but he decided to come after me in an episode that was worthless, um, except for that piece, according to Mike. So I, I can hardly imagine what the rest of the episode would have sounded like. If that's the good stuff, I don't even, I don't even know how to react, but he came for me, I guess, because I like art and I spend money, which is, you know, it's so Kentucky, I, I can't even really be surprised. Like, I am as most of you know, originally from California, and moved to Kentucky because I wanted to do some good. I wanted to make the state a little more blue. I wanted to bring some high class to this area. And even in 
the little blue bubble of Lexington, apparently I'm still surrounded by yokels. And they just can't help but... They can't keep my name out of their mouths somehow. But I will give Teddy this. He almost... Almost made me laugh. Uh, mainly because of the anti-Italian sentiment of his comments. Not so much the Criterion thing, but he has minor points. Yes, Criterion is a cash grab in the same way that Netflix is a cash grab and Amazon is a cash grab and Apple TV Plus is a cash grab. Of course it is. Oh, oh no, the the companies that make movies, they want to they make money. Oh, how terrible. I mean, honestly, that sounds more art house than anything I could possibly say. So Teddy, as usual, is talking out of both sides of his mouth and pretending like he's been around for longer than he has. And that's okay, Teddy. I forgive you, just like I forgive all the Kentucky idiots that surround me. Uh, you know, I think it's her demeanor more so in Soprano. She's usually always a really calm and, uh... Composed sort of doctor, mm-hmm. opposed, mm. opposed to constantly losing her shit while she's here in the jungle for whatever reason. Yeah, no, that, that's also also incredibly good looking in that in that television show. But that's I was about there. to ask that, Hiro, because usually you you take women to task for the audacity <laughs> of aging, <laughs> like every other every other human on this planet goes through that process. That's not true. That's not true. Look, I just gave Lorraine Breaker. Uh, a, a compliment that she uh, she deserves. She aged like fine wine. I feel like I should find a clip uh, of the mini uh, of Tony hitting on Doctor Melfi, saying he's in love with her and loves the way she's dressed, all buttoned up. All this is this uh, is this something that you appreciate Didn't more? Did he have like a dream sequence where he hooked up with her? I don't remember if he had a dream sequence where they actually were having sex, but uh, I know there was the first one. I think she was in the shower. I think that she was always like replacing whoever his significant other was, his wife or his mistress or whatever. I don't know if he had a proper sex dream, though. I can't remember. Jared, do you have that committed to memory or no? No, I, I mean, I probably have, but maybe not Tony. It's like before, right before he kills Big Pussy, and he's Spoiler having alert. Where he's... <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. Now I've got he's sick. Where... Spoilers for Sopranos on our Medicine Man episode that no one will listen to. <laughs> well, right then, he was sick and he was having fever dreams. He's got, like, a massive erection and he's, like, smiling and shit. And he's thinking about smashing her, if I'm not mistaken. I just rewatched the the first two seasons. That's why. I was doing the same thing you were doing. I was going back and checking it out. You always struck me uh, more as a Johnny Cakes kind of guy, Hiro. <laughs> See? <laughs> I remember that discussion. You like the Sopranos? Even Johnny Cakes? (laughs) Sometimes, uh, you know, even great shows have uh, their low points. It wasn't so much the... It wasn't so much the Johnny Cake uh, bashing here. Jesus. The homosexual activity is the obesity of the man. That's what bothered you? But Tony, Tony, you want to see Smash, Dr. Melfi. Had no problem there. Look, Tony is like a big, broad-shouldered, hulking dude. He's got a big gut. Got it. That you sure you didn't like the Johnny like, Cakes arc? Are you sure about this? Before I get an erection, I consult the BMI chart. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as 
It's not a blend, of course. Uh, it's a single malt. Glen Olivet, Glen Fittick, perhaps. Maybe a Glen Gow. Any Glen. Just a drink, a martini, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> I think that's our episode on uh, medicine, man. <laughs> Which is <laughs> another one where we don't talk about the movie once. <laughs> I don't know, Jared. I thought we were doing pretty good. Uh, they really don't do anything in this except bicker for long it's stretches. Boring. It's it's constant. It's like so much time spent. What did I do to get that sample? I don't know. Let's go through it. I really just didn't very, want to talk about tediously. Sopranos. That's it. No, I mean it's much. That's better. it. Yeah. So I mean, there's not much to talk about. It's fucking bland. PG thirteen. If you want to get some uh, boobies in, <clears throat> I didn't. Expect I tried my best in my background. That's just... yeah, you can see a little shading there. There's a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. I can you got the it. cheap Kmart bra. Hi, <laughs> go back to your wheelhouse talking about Tony Soprano's massive erection in his dream state. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I did put, I forgot to put my notes in our little share of course. document or whatever. I, I, but I, it's in there now. Of course, I did it right before <laughs> when I logged in because I was working on uh, the other episode seven uh, A. Um, but Connery's got a good golf swing. It was like, oh. That was my note. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> the tribal children's job. <laughs> He's employing fetch kids. Balls. <laughs> kids in the jungle. Go fetch my golf balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Good episode. Yeah. yeah. Good movie. Mm-hmm.